Apple has finally announced the long-awaited Apple Silicon Macs. But were they worth the wait? Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, joined as always by Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, as well as Macworld Senior Writer Michael Simon. I'm in a new location. We're moving. Please bear with us while we've got this temporary space. I'll try to spruce up the walls in the meantime. But back to the most important topic at hand. Ken, were the Apple Silicon Macs worth the wait for you? I, I think they were. And in fact, I'm waiting right now for my new 13-inch MacBook Pro with 16 gigs of RAM to ship from China. I, I'm at the... Uh, we're all but, shocked, Ken. I know. Well, you know. I mean, now, you know, I should explain. Uh, currently, I have uh, a very good computer. It's a 2019 uh, MacBook Pro, the 16-inch model. Um, and it's going to be a bit of a shift going to a smaller screen. But I really did want to see what the M1 can do. I mean, just, just based on the early... Uh, uh, benchmark scores that seem to be popping up now, probably from from other reviewers who are you know running them, uh, running them through their tests. Uh, it looks like it's it's really really a, a screamer, and I kind of want to you know test that out. I would certainly have gotten a 16 inch MacBook Pro with an M1 if they had it, but uh, uh, I guess we're going to have to wait on that. So for me, the the wait was worth it, and now I'm waiting and I'm going to have to wait for another couple of weeks. So are you saying you're going to buy another MacBook in six months when the 16-inch comes out? <laughs> well, it depends on if I can trade in something. <laughs> At some point, these things are going to stack up, so I've got to find buyers. <laughs> but uh, I would consider it. It really depends on how portable I find the 13-inch the as I go from my office to my couch and back to my office and back to my couch. So, uh, you know, portability is key. No, it really will depend on how, how much... Uh, I get used to, to a smaller screen. I've used 13s before, you know, the, given the, you know, the, the hardware for the screen and everything, I should be fine. I may find it a little, a little constricting, but uh, do you have to, a, me, do you, to me, it's worth it. Do you hook it up to a monitor? I don't. You don't? No. I see, no. I, I have a 13 inch, I've had one for, this is my, my work model, I didn't buy it. But um, I found, I like, I love the portability, the lightness and all that stuff, but um, I, I do have it hooked up to an external monitor when I'm at my desk because it's just it's 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 pretty cramped when I'm trying to do like you know writing and Safari or something and I'm you know I, I'm constantly going back and forth between Windows, so something to consider. You can uh, uh, these new ones are capable of driving that six thousand uh, dollar Pro XDR display. Uh, can no. you can grab one of those? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> you know I, I think we you know it, it is a time of austerity, and uh, there's only so many things the boss will let me buy. Mm -hmm. um, but you know it's interesting though when you we talk about the monitors. That's been one of the complaints is yeah. that uh, apparently this will only drive one monitor, and you know for something that's theoretically a Pro, there's been a a lot of back and forth online between the pro model and the and the macbook air with the m1 as well as to which one's really the better deal well that's the that's the the million dollar question and we, we won't know um until we re we test them i have it under good authority that macworld will have testing uh maybe tomorrow uh definitely early next week so we'll know the difference between the air and the pro and it's it's interesting so apple launched three computers on tuesday the MacBook Air, the 13-inch MacBook Pro, and the Mac Mini, all of which are kind of in the same class, so to speak. The 13-inch Pro that it replaces, it was faster than the Air, relatively significantly so. But there's a higher model 
that's the real, you know, the real, real pro. And that, that hasn't been replaced. In fact, they're still selling the Intel version of that, which costs 1800 bucks. And that's the, um, the, 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 the two gig core i7, I think it is. And that's like, that's what I always thought of as where the pro starts. So yeah, you could get a 13 inch pro for 1299 and you still can. But it's it's you know Apple positions it in in a certain way. It has two two Thunderbolt ports for one, which which is a big difference in my mind. Like there's there's two on left side and there's nothing on the right side. If you're a pro, you know you have like I I have four of them in there right now. I have power, I have a drive, I have a display, and I have like a USB hub for other peripheral devices. Like so you're you're going to need that, and those higher models have them. Your your 16 inch has four. Correct. As does the um, the higher end 13 inch Pro. So the the way I look at this release, and this is why I didn't buy one yet, as much as I really really want one, really want. One. <laughs> Tell me why. Wait, wait, wait. Even yeah. before you, why why would you want one even though what, you're holding well, off? Well, because this is what I've been waiting for. I've literally written about this numerous times. I I have been waiting for Apple to just blow the doors off the Mac. They've been somewhat constrained over the course of the last, we'll say three to four years. You know, when, when they switched to Intel in 05, the, the transition was, you know, it was okay, speeds are, are what they are. And, and here's a couple of slight tweaks to the design and things like this. But a couple of years later, the MacBook Air came out and we saw like why they needed to change because Intel had better heat dis, uh, dis, disposition, uh, whatever that word is. Um, they had dispersion. That's the one. Yeah. They had uh, better power efficiency. They, you know, so Apple was able to take the, the the power books and the iBooks of old and really transform them into these new devices. We have the Touch Bar, things like that. Better battery life, uh, uh, certainly better speeds, and and Intel allowed that in the immediacy of the transition. Once we hit like. 2000 and like around when the iPhone came out, say 2007, 2010. Uh, well, no, we'll go like 2012. We'll say I, like, yeah, like, I'd go a little, yeah, a little yeah. more recent than that. Like, yeah, 12, like 2012. Mid, mid iPhone, like, yeah. you know, iPhone four or five. That's when we started, Intel really started to slow down. They stopped hitting their benchmarks on the, on the chip itself. So they're still stuck on, I think it's a 10 nanometer process or, or 11 that they're using. So, you know, just a quick little reader's digest the smaller the chip the smaller the the, the, the die process the the more power efficient and and, and the more transistors and and the, the just the whole the, the bet the whole thing work, works and operates better and intel hasn't really changed their 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 fab process in a long time and they've tried and they've hit roadblocks and apple has apple's iphone 12 is on a five nanometer press is the only chip in the world on that scale that is that small and that efficient and that fast and apple's been waiting now for intel to, to you know to deliver something maybe not five nanometers but something seven nanometers maybe nine something, <laughs> anything you know yeah. something that shows progress something that's a a massive leap so intel's generations they're they're iterations they're not they're not massive leaps and apple has wanted to do a massive leap both in terms of speed battery life and innovation in the mac and they've been criticized because they haven't and a lot of that is because of the chip. Now I'm not blaming Intel completely because Apple, I think at some point said, all right, you know what, forget this. We're gonna work on this. So they've been working on this for you know probably five years. And they basically said, listen, we'll just, we'll upgrade the Macs with what we can do. 
we're not going to blow anything out here. We're not going to do anything super innovative because we have something coming. So this new, this new uh, chip. The system on chip is just the phenomenal. system on chip is what they built. It's insane. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Insane. The unified memory that, you know, yep. all of the controllers that are built in. I mean, it's just, it's just, it, it, that's, that's what I want to see in action. Yeah. And you got uh, uh, the ISP from the iPhone, the image signal processor from the iPhone. So even though they didn't upgrade the camera, which I don't know why, I, it, it, I the know. pictures will be better. Um, they, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, as you say, the, the, the unified memory. So it, it only goes up to 16 gigs now, but that'll, you know, those limitations will increase as we get to higher models. The speeds, we haven't, I, like, we haven't got any like real in-depth analysis yet. We're, we're, we're basing this on, um, Geekbench scores that have kind of been floating around the net and. I mean, it's absurd. The speeds are absurd. They're 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 almost as fast as like like Intel's top of the line desktop presses. They're ridiculous. And well, not only that, you mentioned before the battery life. Battery if life. I, I remember correctly, twenty hours. Yeah, twenty hours on the MacBook Pro, and I think eighteen on the MacBook Air. Uh, so I like mean, 50, 50, 15, 18, is it fifteen? Depending, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but and that, I mean, those are uh, almost you know seventy five percent better than before. It's and Apple usually is very conservative with its battery estimates. So you're going to get that for possibly more. Now, I want all that. And I was ready to buy one. I, I you know, I haven't bought a Mac in, in a long, long time. And I, I, I use Chromebooks and I use my work machine. And I've been waiting for something like this yeah. to spend, you know. So why did you wait? Why are you holding off? But because I think that in six months or eight months, there's going to be a new 13 inch or 14 inch is is also rumored pro model that's going to make me regret the purchase that i make this week i Ouch. think it'll have Ouch. well well you it I, hasn't even gotten here yet and it's well, already outdated because what, what i need and what i want is different than what apple delivered today i would never buy an air previously i want something higher than that i would buy a 13 inch pro but not the model they came out with yeah. i want that 1800 one. i want 32 gigs of ram want um four Thunderbolt ports and I want, you know, the M2 or, or, or the M1X or whatever they're going to do to, to create a, a, a pretty decent gulf between the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. This is like a transitional device. This is, yeah, you know, yeah. really one foot, at least in terms of, of form factor, one foot in the old world. And then with the under the hood system on chip and everything, one foot in the new world and, and it know, makes perfect sense that they did that i'm not yeah. criticizing them at all these models are, are smart and the way they did it is smart too like if you if you came out with the chip and a massive redesign people aren't focusing on what they're supposed to be focusing on mm -hmm. apple delivered um speed performance and battery life which is what we are looking for right now in six months to a year when everything else starts rolling out, then that's where we're going to start to see like what Apple can really do with these chips. But from the starting gate, it's insane. The I mean, we have never seen a leap like this in a PC ever anywhere. It's, it just well, doesn't happen. Not, not from one generation to the next. Definitely a shot across the bow to the other chip makers, including Intel. Too. You yeah. know, I mean, they. Uh, I, I, there was a lot of discussion online about whether, uh, uh, you know, the, the other the rival companies are would like stick their heads in the, in the dirt and pretend that that Apple's not making this big leap, but they're going to have to to pay attention to it. Let me ask you, you know, the one of the big 
limitations, if you will, or certainly one of the things that's interesting is that there are only two options, eight gigs of RAM yeah. or 16 gigs of RAM. I, mean, I, I got to, a 16 To be gig, fair, that's what it was but, before with yeah. these models. The 32 gig is on the higher model. It's mm -hmm. the 16 Pro and the uh, the 13, the, the, the two gigahertz Core i7 13 inch. So like, yeah, it does seem like they went backwards, but they really didn't. They just didn't upgrade the whole line. And that's where my frustrations are a little bit. Had they come out with a 13 inch Pro and then a 13 inch Pro, uh, the, the step up models. Pro Max. I would have bought that. You know, what, yeah, right, whatever. They, I mean, they, they never whatever. differentiated. They it, was, it, it was just with price. I, I would I would assume there's a new version of the chip. Like so, with the iPhone and iPad, they had the A14, or, or well, they don't yet. They had the they had the A12, and then they came out with the A12Z, which was a little bit more performance for the for the iPad Pro. I assume they're going to do something similar. They'll have the M1 in these, and then the M1X or Z or whatever they they call it. That gives you a little bit more something. Apple isn't saying anything about anything, so we don't know clock speed. We don't know um, a, a boost and cash and all that stuff. Like there, it's just like here's the chip. I assume there's a difference between the current Air and and the and the Pro, because one has a fan and one doesn't. Mm -hmm. So the Pro, the 13 inch Pro that you got, has to have at least a sustained performance boost that the Air isn't going to get. I'm assuming it's got a higher max yeah. that it can go to sustain level for a longer period but, of time because Apple, it's got the fan. Yeah, and right, that makes sense. But Apple didn't, they didn't mention that. It's weird. Like, I, I didn't expect them to say this is a 3.2 gig, uh, whatever, because they don't do that. But I did expect them to somewhat differentiate them, at least for the, the layman, to walk into a store and say, okay, now I'm getting this, I'm getting that. If you walk, if you compare the Air and the Pro, just on Apple's website, the difference is like the touch bar. Like uh, touch bar, which I'm, I, and I'm not particularly on team touch bar. I don't really care. It's it doesn't fine, bother yeah. me. No, it's okay. It, it, it used to, but I'm fine with it now. But you're, you're right. You're looking at that. You're looking at fan versus no fan. And you're right. looking at a slight difference in screen brightness, 500 nits on the pro right. 400 which on the air. Both of those are way too bright for people to look at more than a couple. Oh, I like bright. Bright is good. If you're outside I though in sunlight. I'm, mine's always on like, well, yeah, all right, fine. In, in that instance, yes. But like usually you keep it at about sixty percent brightness. No one's no one. Well, maybe you are, but uh, I don't put mine. I've got old else. eyes. I need brightness. <laughs> I like brightness. But but to, you know, to your larger point though, even though we don't know about the M one X, M two, M three, whatever, yeah. this opens up a long oh it's, runway it's, it's very of of advances over yeah. the next few years, both in terms of of the the processor and the system on chip. And, and just design. I mean, there will be many things that Apple can do with design now that I think they might have been constrained Agreed. because they had the Intel chips, they had to build in fans and keep them you know, thermally limited in some ways. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be a really a, interesting uh, few years. So someone made a GIF, I think it was, I think it's from Apple's website, maybe it was a picture they took of the Mac mini. So you can take off that, that bottom piece and this is like a ton of space in it now because they don't need all the 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 all those um thermal elements that they needed before to keep these chips cool i mean the fact that the macbook air is running at the speeds that you know we assume it is and doesn't have a fan is just mind-boggling do mean, we have crazy. any do we have any idea, you know, in terms of unified, you know, the unified memory, unified RAM sort of feeding both, you know, 
the system, the operating system, the graphics, everything, how that how that's going to work or whether that I mean, it seems to be a good thing because you're basically, you know, you're putting everything closer to the RAM. So, you know, things should be faster. But do we know yet how that's I mean, we don't Apple's that's another one where they haven't really they we know it's DDR4. Right. But we don't know what speeds it's running at. We don't know how it's working with the chip. And, you know, we just know that it's all somehow packed onto this little tiny, uh, I think they said uh, 16 billion transistors on the chip or some craziness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just from a, from a strictly engineering standpoint, I don't care what OS flag you fly, you have to just stand back and say, wow, that's just, just damn impressive. Well, that's that. And that's ultimately, you know, Juliet, back to your original question, like, why would I go ahead with something that, as we've already discussed, really is sort of a transitional model, even though it's got the latest chip. It's it's like, I do have an appreciation for the engineering that has gone into this. And I kind of just want to see it in action. You know, even if this is not a laptop that I would necessarily keep for three or four years, who knows, it might be, you know, it's not a given that I'll necessarily do something in a few months, depending on what Apple does. But um, being, a, it's a glimpse of where Apple is going. So it's a glimpse of the future that I can, I can use now. So that that's sort of my rationale to myself anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't necessarily steer anybody away from buying one. I mean, there's a lot to like here. It's, it's very impressive what they did. And, you know, there are questions like how do all of the old apps run? How fast, uh, there's some reports that say it's about, so native apps, are you know blazingly fast? Apple's apps and and whatever's been updated for uh, Big Sur and for the for the uh, for the silicone. They're saying that the emulation, which is Rosetta two, which will run all your old apps from from your current system, is about fifty percent of those speeds, which sounds awful. But honestly, that's probably faster than you're getting I was just now. Say fifty percent of supersonic <laughs> right. is still pretty damn quick, you know. <laughs> so I mean, you're still you're still getting a faster machine even if you're running things in emulation. And I think it's it's going to be very quick. Three months, maybe. And most of the apps that we want, Photoshop, um, things like that, will be uh, running natively on, on, on Apple Silicon. I mean, some of the some of the more intensive ones, like maybe Pixelmator and Premiere, things like that might take a little bit longer. But uh, Apple's apps, they, there's already um, Final Cut is, is obviously optimized as is Logic. So, you know, they say that it's not as, you know, when I say they, I mean, developers say that there's some work to be done, but it's not nearly as, as labor intensive as the, as the last transition with, with the, with the tools that Apple has provided. So I don't think it's going to take years. I think it'll take, oh, no. it'll in next year. No. I think that, um, Six 90, months, 90% nine months. of the apps that we yeah. want will be there. Yeah. And yeah. now we can run iOS apps as well. So you're going to log into the app store on Big Sur with your new machine and see a whole sidebar of, of, of iPhone apps and iPad apps. Now, I don't know how all that's going to look or work and, you know, there'll be some, some hurdles there, but you know, you just opened up your Mac to like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand really good, really useful utilities that weren't available before. You know, it's also interesting too, and this goes back to a discussion we've had off and on leading up to this in terms of pricing. Because, you know, this yeah. is the sort of thing where Apple could have, you know, bumped up prices a couple of hundred bucks. You're getting the latest, greatest. And it didn't. In fact, wasn't one of the uh, uh, devices a hundred bucks cheaper? Am I mis uh, yeah, misremembering? Yeah, the, uh, the mini is a is hundred bucks cheaper. I mean, so they, you know, they could have taken, they could have uh, taken advantage of this to try to, to try to gouge a little bit. And as best I can tell, I don't think they have. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wants a price decrease, but uh, for what we see about that that MacBook Air 999 looks pretty damn good. And you know, this also so the machine that we have now, a year from now, let's say there's there's a, a MacBook Air with the M2 for 999, Apple could sell this one for 799. Because that's, I mean, they do that with the iPhones. If you buy an iPhone 11 right now, it's really a, a, still one of the best phones out there. And if you don't necessarily need the speed and the and the improvements, the camera improvements, I mean, whatever the MacBook Air brings, let's say it brings a new Face ID uh, system or something like that. If you don't need or want that stuff, you'll probably be able to get uh, still one of the best Macs out there for you know eight hundred bucks, assuming Apple follows that 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 thing. And they've never really done that before because it's not really you know with with the when you're buying the chips the, the savings aren't there like like they are now so apple can do a lot with pricing a lot with innovation a lot with you know with just you know the 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 roadmap that they're that they have now by controlling this whole thing and the os is just you know like the sky's the limit here I definitely think you know sort of as we look back now over the three events that apple's had this year this is the biggest you know, yeah. I think in terms of what it means for the company's future, what it means for software, you know, hardware, all of it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a big one. The, and one more thing, it was a big one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be the biggest in terms of sales That's the iPhone and it won't even be the biggest in terms of influence probably because, you know, the Apple watch is there too, but like three, four years from now, we're going to look back on this as a, as a watershed moment where Apple really, you know, where all these things start to converge and it starts to separate itself even more from the pack. I mean, before Tuesday, the MacBook Air was absolutely comparable to anything, you know, Hewlett Packard, Dell, they were, they were, you know, they use the same chips. They were, they were very similar. So people can walk into a store and say, I can get a 999 Air or a 599 Dell and they're about the same speed and they do about the same stuff. And now I'm getting an extra port on the Dell. That's not the case anymore. Now you're getting a 999 Air that performs like a $1,700 Dell, maybe even more. So, I mean, Apple sold $9 billion worth of Macs last year, so people are noticing and they're buying them. And I think that this is really gonna, gonna we're gonna look back and say, you know, wow, Apple really just finally became an, uh, one of the industry leaders and isn't just like a niche player anymore. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. I mean, it's an inflection point. I mean, you're going to buy like a hundred of them between, no, I'm not, between no, now and no, then. I'm, I'm good. No, I'm good with my, my one little 13 inch for a while. <laughs> Perfect. So it seems like worth the wait, Mike, you're going to wait a little bit more, but importantly, it's not like Apple's really ever going to go back from this. Now that they're doing their own chips, they have their M1 processors. It's not like they're ever really going to be returning to an Intel. Yeah, this is it. There's no more transition. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, the, the last one. Um, they'll, they're still selling Intel. I don't expect to see any new Intel Macs ever, but they mm -hmm. will sell the old ones as long as people need them and want them probably until in, into 2022, I would think, particularly with the Mac Pro. But once they're all, once they all change over, I mean, that's it. And, you know, Apple's not really a, a huge client of Intel. They, you know, they, based on the, the hierarchy of PC makers. But if I was Intel, I would be very, very concerned right now. And and to a lesser extent, AMD as well, because, you know, Apple is really, they they really made a, a quantum leap here in 
several areas and they're just getting started. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you both so much as always for joining me. You guys have lots of great insights and I will be linking um, all of the applicable articles from Macworld and Computer World in the description. Check out some of Mike's pieces. You can see why, if you really want the nitty gritty of why he's waiting, I'll link his um, most recent article down below. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Hit the bell icon in the corner so you're notified every single time we post a new video. Are you going to be jumping onto the bandwagon getting this new Apple Silicon Mac with the M1 processors? Or are you going to be waiting a little bit? Let me know in the comments below. Thanks again for watching, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.